0: So sit down before you this morning with the Bible in front of me here. I pray that you'll help me to listen and to understand all that I hear to remember. That
1: you I'm not sure whether both of us have got the Bible in front of us, but here we are. It's myself, Elspeth Jackman and it, my guest today is Peter. Peter Berners Lee.
0: Wash me with your living water. me with your living word.
1: And we're talking of prayer. Prayer as we know it can take several forms. It could depend on words on paper and read out. It could be one person's, frankly, appeal to God for help. It could be a time of listening on your own to see what comes into your mind that you believe should be speaking to you soon. But uh, with Peter, Peter Berners-Lee, as well as prayer on your own, talking to God about things you do, this prayer thing is a bit different, isn't it? Twice, um, twice a month, every two months, something like that. Once every two months. might <laughs> be cute. And you get people together who believe and you usually do Zoom. Right, do they, these people, do they come from the same church or group of Christians?
2: This is the wonderful powerful thing, they come from several different churches it's such a delight to meet with people from different churches united in prayer.
1: Oh right, uh-huh, um, and they all get used to using Zoom knowing that it's going out somewhere.
2: We all get used to using Zoom, it doesn't get streamed, it stays within that Zoom conversation, it doesn't go onto YouTube, so it's a little bit private, but it's still powerful.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, there's so many things to pray about,
2: Um, presumably one voice at a time.
1: Where do you start and how do you think of what to start?
2: I think for all of us, what needs to be prayed for is often evidence from the headlines. We all have the same sort of things on our hearts. This thing started off, it was a ministry of uh, mainly John Matthews and John Hopkinson and it was called Prayer for St Albans and we met together physically in St Paul's Church, wonderful upper room. Mm -hmm. But recently it's been carried out on Zoom since Covid kicked in and we've kept it on Zoom for a while. So now it's become a little bit broader because you can't just pray for St Albans when we have friends from Ukraine here and they're suffering so much. And we are now a global community. And so we're called to pray for people around the world, as well as for St Albans.
1: And around the world gets bigger and bigger. Every time I listen to the news, there's a different country that needs something. Oh, me. Um, It was simpler when we were just England, wasn't it? With a bit of Scotland
2: footing. It was simpler in days of old, when when Jesus was asked the question, who is my neighbour? I think people were expecting the sort of answer that a rabbi would give which is, how far does it go? And they would have a legalistic argument like, um, your neighbour is the next-door neighbour, and a neighbour after that, and a neighbour after that. But if they're living in Hemel Hempstead, you don't have to worry about them. But it's not like that for us. We now know the whole world is our neighbour. What we do affects the whole world, Mm -hmm. and what happens in the whole world affects us. And we know what's happening, so we can't ignore somebody who's suffering in Ukraine or wherever.
1: Mm. We almost need a world map next to us because I don't know all of the places that they uh, itemize to you
2: <laughs> we all need to get a little bit better at geography
1: yes yes all right um I'm presuming this is one voice at a time you don't all rush and say we're going to pray about China or something um, and then
2: continue to do it so you let people have their say we do zoom is wonderful you can all pray at once but it doesn't really work But Mm -hmm. if you're hosting it, you have the power to uh, mute people. Yeah. But Uh, it works out. It works out. Everybody is sensitive. Everybody is listening to the Holy Spirit. Everybody's listening to what other people are saying and picking up. And sometimes you can just sense that uh, a prayer that somebody's prayed is going to be followed through by somebody else. So you just get what the Spirit is doing in that mm -hmm. group at the time.
1: Yeah, I get the listen to somebody else. Um, Listen to what God is saying can you perhaps just explain that to somebody who's listening who's not quite sure how God speaks to
2: us? That's a really good question, <laughs> Elspeth. That's fantastic. It's always great to sit here in your seat and hear your questions. That, that's really good. I think the simple answer is it's our life's mission to understand the voice of God, to hear what he's saying, and to know when it's him who's speaking. And how he speaks is in any way that he likes. He can speak through nature. He can speak very powerfully, of course, through scripture. is that wonderful song you started with? That's a brilliant song. Mm. Um, and we just get a quickening in our spirits, I think, and a sense of peace. Uh, it's not a feeling. It's just a knowledge that that's the Lord. And it's something we grow in. And if you really care about knowing when it's God speaking, then he, he helps us to hone this, this skill of just knowing when it's his voice. Mm. Because just as a mother knows the voice of their child and the child knows the voice of the mother, uh, we get to know God's voice, even though it's not an audible sound. It's just a sense of the words in our head and a, and a sense of what he's saying um, and the theme. And you just don't know why you know. You just know that you know, mm. if that makes any sense.
1: I think it does. <laughs> I think to people who uh, treat religion very formally, it may be something
2: they haven't yet experienced. Uh, I, I like to think, I think everybody has, but you don't always realise what it is. Uh, you may have go to a very formal church and have very set services, as my church has a dimension to it, which is like that.
1: Oh, yes, you do, don't you? Yes.
2: <laughs> but that. in something like Evensong, you can't deny the presence of God.
1: Mm.
2: And you get to f- pick up this intimacy, even in the formality. Mm. But this intimacy is also there in the more kind of charismatic arm to uh, our life. Um, one way of thinking about it is that there there's two ways that God helps us. There's the sort of formal way, which is about set services and sacraments. Mm-hmm. And then there's this informal way, which is more kind of charismatic. And that M- means um,
1: of charisma, which is into your mind,
2: maybe? Uh, into or your mind. It's, it's just the Holy Spirit doing whatever Holy the Spirit. Holy Spirit wants to
1: do. Yes. You see, some people may not cons- have really heard about the Holy Spirit. What's this extra? You know, there's Jesus, there's God, and Jesus died And, and, and. But they haven't dived very very deep, have they? The Holy Spirit is very powerful,
2: I think. The Holy Spirit, very powerful. And I like to think that everybody has had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Uh, They may not have realised what it is. For me, when my faith came alive when I was 25, some time ago, um, the Holy Spirit stepped into my life and has been there ever since. And it was really... um, a quiet but dramatic entry. It, there was a clear before and after, and I could see, I, I, looking back at my life, there were times when he was there in my life. I remember when I was a little child, I wanted to be a disciple of Jesus. I wanted to be a saint, as defined by the pictures in the Ladybird Book of Saints. Oh, yes. You know, I wanted b- to be one of those, and that must have been the Holy Spirit at work in me. And I remember that uh, a friend of mine at primary school spoke to me, and I realise now that that was prophetic, though he didn't realise this, and I didn't realise this at the time. But what happens, I think, uh, if we have the grace for the Holy Spirit to really powerfully come into our lives, then this happens more and regularly and is a normal thing. Well, special, but normal, a normal part of our lives.
1: Mm. I was just thinking, I wonder how many people can... Um, share this thought with you. They may thought, "Oh, I don't know whether I want to go that deep, or I haven't thought about that." Um, but there is always open to the the tenderness, really, of God to come into the lives. Isn't yeah.
2: There's an openness there, and I think everybody has that. I think the issue that some people have is with evangelicals and charismatics like me, who can be scary. Um, oh, sorry,
1: just stop there. Scary. How are you? S- Not like... You are different from many evangelicals. Um, um, And how can you be scary?
2: Well, let me say, first of all, that evangelicals and charismatics that I know are the loveliest Christians. They really are. But I understand that there are other uh, believers who have a difficulty with them. And this was very clearly enunciated to me by somebody who said that they come to church and they feel that they belong even though they they struggle to believe, mm. and they feel very threatened by some forthright people who insist that they should believe. Mm. So we have to be very careful, and uh, we're kind of treading on the eggshells of people's lives. Mm. Everybody's on a journey, and those who've had been blessed by an encounter, a bit more like Saint Paul's Road to Damascus, uh, need to be aware that that's not the way that God works with everybody some people are on a gentle journey and we need to respect where people are at
1: mm. do you have an inner sense of so these people who pray that god has answered a prayer
2: oh yeah yes 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 well when i first became a christian uh, well that's that's not the right way to say it because i think i was a christian as a young child when i came back mm. to faith i would keep a notebook and on the notebook i would write on each line a prayer and i would tick them off as they were, as they were answered mm-hmm. it was just remarkable it's like you know six or seven prayers being answered oh, wow. each day like that that was ah. what the lord was doing with me
1: right
2: as you grow though your development comes and the lord leads you on and he likes to engage us in understanding what he really wants to do he loves to answer little prayers and big prayers. But what he really wants us to do is to enter into his life and his thinking and his plan. And that calls for more perseverance, and it calls for a deepening.
1: Yes. Does it cause fragmentation in your life? Well, I go to the office and I, I, I read a bit of the dirty jokes and we have a good time, etc. And then I go home and I think, hmm, I should be listening to God. You know, can people get this together? Are I are think... not together. Can they get <laughs> through when so much of the world is really saying uh, other things? You did. You did.
2: Yes. Well, that's the challenge, I think. Um, what's the worth of Sunday morning Christianity if it's gone on Monday morning? And we need to remember on Sunday to keep things relevant for Monday. Mm -hmm. And on Monday, we need to remember that this is us being the church. This is us being the church, going out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody who's so churchy that they spend all their time doing churchy things in the church, they're not really being the mission, which God called us to be. Jesus uh, stepped down from heaven to be with us, to be incarnate. And we're supposed to be in there um, getting our hands dirty.
1: With with others.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that is where the gifts of the Spirit are really called to be used. And that's the exciting bit.
1: Some people might not know when you say the gifts of the Spirit. What are those?
2: When the church was born at Pentecost, he gave the church some very remarkable things. They weren't the Christian's idea of what they needed but they were god's idea about what we need and the most uh, common gift that he gave was what we call the gift of tongues which is an ability to praise god and intercede in a language which is very beautiful but we don't understand
1: ah, and that you find in the bible too don't you that people receive that
2: absolutely yeah not to be confused with things like the gift of languages which is much rarer but i came across once where somebody can supernaturally speak another language But the gift of tongues is a way of praising. If you really want to praise God and you just run out of words, it's like an aircraft going along the runway and then suddenly taking off, giving this new way of... And sometimes you can find out what you've been praying for. There was a time when my wife and I were praying together in tongues and and we realized that we were praying for my brother. And uh, that helped us to direct... Uh yes. prayers in English mm-hmm. and focus and understand what it was that was on God's heart at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were doing something very special. He was doing something very special with my brother at that time. Mm.
1: So let's move on to some of the places where we there is a real need to pray for mm-hmm. um, today. We've talked of Ukraine, and sometimes there's... Um, uh, they're terrible, um, the enemy gets at them, but they nearly always seem to get back up and get a help and uh convinced that uh, that land is their own. Yes. Mm.
2: Yes. Really helpful scripture passage is that one with Moses praying and he's up on the mountain while the battle's going on and he's running out of energy and his hands are dropping. And he's flopping. And his mm. friends come on and help lift him up in prayer. And I think that's, that's how it is for us. We need to really remember and keep persevering in this mm. prayer. Mm. And we also need to listen to what the Lord is doing. I'm often surprised. In my prayer time, the Lord directs me. right? And on this, particularly I think on this subject, and what he's really keen on saying is that he is the Lord. He reigns. He's in control. He knows what he's doing. Because mm-hmm. so often that it's just bad news after bad news, such terrible things are being done over there. Mm-hmm. And you cry out and say, Lord, what on earth is going on? Why don't you do more? Why don't you act more dramatically? Yes. And he says persistently and clearly, he is in control. He really knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And we need to look out for the new thing that he's doing and be ready.
1: Yeah, And it's not only that sort of um, difficulty either, is it? Because there are natural disasters, there's floods, there's uh, people drowned, there's people um, starving because there's not enough food in that particular area. And you think, oh, God, no, you don't think really, God, have you lost your control over all this? But, you know, you're tempted to think, why? Why? Why?
2: Um, Sadly, there's a very good reason for why. 90% or more of the problems we see around the world are down to um a phenomenon called Homo sapiens. That's us. It's we were God put us in charge of the world. We are supposed to be its gardeners looking after it. Right. And we're doing a terrible job of this. A lot of the disasters we're seeing are due to climate change. A lot of them due to pollution. A lot of them are due to just the selfishness. The rich just being selfish about the resources. Uh, 90 percent of the world's resources being in the hands of what 10 20 percent of of people uh, and the injustice of this and um, so it's uh, it's quite unfair to blame god for all of this Mm. now it's true that god has put us in a world where bad things can happen to good people and you can have a purely natural disaster Mm. but um as one very uh wonderful boy asked when we were in a, in a school filming and asking children for their questions. He said, why didn't God put us straight into heaven You where know, none of this stuff happens? And the answer really is, if he'd done that, we would be like pot plants. We would like vegetables in the vegetable garden of heaven. Right. No choice at all, just stuck there. I'd be there like a turnip and you'd be there like a parsnip and we'd be <laughs> saying to each other... <laughs> Is it good here? Uh, yes. And we'd be saying, well, yeah, but we don't know what it's like anywhere else. And we didn't really choose this. Right. But God doesn't want um, plants. He doesn't want pets. He wants us amazingly made in His image to share in His life, to know what it is to live the life of God. Isn't that incredible?
1: Incredible. As some people are doing things rather e- extreme, like stopping um, cars running along roads and oh you know terrible damage things just to say look at uh, what we should be doing there must be better ways of doing that
2: this is a this is a difficult area (laughs) i think they're absolutely right that we need to do more to bring attention to these things yes but there's a new movement coming up called something like the moderate flank and it's oh. for people like you and me who see what people are doing mm-hmm. and object to what they're doing, but really appreciate why they're doing it. Right. And there'll be a new move, because if all of us moderates take a stand in numbers, doing something moderate, moderate. and reasonable, yes. then I think that should have a big impact. Because uh-huh. at the end of the day, an MP, however uh, they may be, they want our votes.
1: Indeed. Right, there's so much in this. And, oh, if um, you have this meeting to pray together on Zoom every two months, um, can they get in touch with you if they want to?
2: Absolutely.
1: Um, and that is,
2: if you've got a... Um, a good email to get me on is the Churches Together email, which is right. peter at uk. And you can find that email address if you go to the Churches Together website, where you uh, just Google Churches Together St Albans, you should get it. If you go for CTSA, you'll get the Counter Terrorism Strategy Agency, which is not what we do. So, But CTSA is Churches Together in St Albans, but Google right. Churches Together St Albans and you'll get us.
1: Right, because um, we can get together. We don't have to be you know, burning up this or pouring oil on that, because God's power can move through a lot of ways, can't it? Many ways. Yes. Woo, you've opened a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> ah, do various subjects cro- crop up? I've got down here um, not enough money to feed the children, buy Christmas presents, uh, the war rolled out by Putin, pure grandism, etc. Um, but the life is full of difficult things, isn't it?
2: Life is full of difficult things. When uh, we get together to pray, we have God's help in this, and there's a sense of His presence and His guidance. So we find out that there's not 101 different subjects coming up, but there tends to be a theme, and one or two subjects come up. And are prayed for powerfully, and there's an agreement amongst the people. And that's wonderful to see that happening. So you get the feel that there's a theme to this particular time of prayer.
1: Yes, and actually, you do quite a bit of work for it because, interspersed in between talking to God, we have um, lovely songs or hymns that help our minds to focus on Jesus, don't we? And you, you'd sort out that.
2: We do, but to say that I sort it out is a kind of, uh, it's not what quite happened. For instance, in the last meeting, I got it quite wrong. I got the playlist quite wrong, oh. and accidentally, a song came in which I wasn't hadn't planned, but it was just right. It was amazing. It was just <laughs> little miracle.
1: Oh, oh uh, thank you so much for um, coming and answering some of our questions. We've gone deeper than we thought we might do because it, it robs the whole world, is not it? It really does. Amen. So I thought we'd have a little more with this rather lovely little song Bible to finish with. Thank you so here. much, Peter Berners-Lee.
2: A great pleasure to be here at Elspeth. To
0: listen And to understand all that I hear To remember that you are my father And the love Jesus gave when he died Power that you showed when you raised him, remove any doubt that's inside. Wash me with your living water, feed me with your living water.